Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode is brought to you by the great people at Gamesurplus.com, where you can find the current hits, the classics, and the hard-to-find titles. Let Carmen and Elaine find your games and receive free shipping for all contiguous U.S. shipping orders over $120. Remember, Gamesurplus.com, great people, great selection, and great prices. And in Canada, amazing stories in Saskatoon. If you're in the Saskatoon area, come by the store for Friday night board games, play and receive 20% off the purchase of any board games in the store. Amazing Stories Comics is the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Retailer in Canada and nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. And I'm Luke. On today's episode, inaugural topic show, and it is Breadth and Depth Gamers. And uh, boy, oh boy, once this came to, uh, came to light, it made my head spin just because of, you know, what side of that pendulum swing do I belong on? And to get us going in understanding what that is, I'm going to push this right to Luke to give us this idea of what that means. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I think Ryan can take a bit of the credit for this, but uh, we were just having a conversation um, primarily about um, uh, the, the commercialization of the gaming industry. And uh, through that, found an article on BGG posted by Martin G, or QWERTY Martin. Um, I've heard him around, and uh, this was a fantastic article that sort of outlined uh, he, he, he talked about this idea of a spectrum or a continuum of gamers who enjoy breadth in their gaming or depth in their gaming. And essentially, and this is not to sort of essentialize <laughs> either of these uh, ends of the spectrum, th- there, there isn't anyone who only is a breadth gamer or a depth gamer. And, and, and the idea of this continuum that, hey, some people like to uh, pursue the novelty, pursue new experiences in different types of games. Some people really enjoy diving deep into specific titles. And yeah, the, the thread that emerged was uh, quite a few different responses in terms of, yeah, I, I like this, I like that. And I thought it'd be an interesting uh, point of conversation for us tonight. Um, maybe looking uh, at ourselves to begin with, where do we sort of fit on that continuum? Um, wh- what do we like about that? What do we appreciate about the breadth and the depth? And uh, do we feel a pull from either end? And then maybe, maybe some of the conversation might actually... Uh, tr- Luke froze on us. I think he... <laughs> I think, think he gone. I think his signal just... Oh, there he's coming back now. There he's back. He's still there, hey. Luke? Okay, that's all right. When when it, did it cut off there? It looked it looked like he kind of went into this uh, this faux tableau thing on me here. It's like police squad nice. all over again. Um, I think we uh, I think there was uh, in, in the middle of this idea of where do we fit on this continuum? Yeah. Oh, should I just start again? <laughs> no, that's all right. Well, no, I'll I'll just push it to I'll open the 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 handoff to Ryan. Um, 
Brian, are you the one who initially came across this article? Uh, well, I actually came across a, a different article when I was just kind of just cruising um, the um, board game geek. Um, the article that I came across was um, uh, publishers are, are treating games like a commodity and is, is and it's going badly was kind of like the name of the article. It was posted by Nick Bentley on on BGG and it, it kind of more focused on the, 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 the market and the consumerism um, aspect of the gaming industry and, and through Luke and I's conversations kind of well kind of evolved into this well what kind of consumers are we of, of, of this hobby because as the consumers we're, we're the ones driving the hobby yeah essentially and then that kind of spun around and then we had a really big conversation about well what kind of what kind of gamer what kind of board gamer are you what kind of consumer are you of games? Are you, are you one that goes out and buys a whole bunch of games and only plays them like once or twice? Or do you buy only like a select few games and you really deep dive into them and play them like 10 to 20 times? And the funny you thing is, to your next, to your next thing. You've just described um, the, the personality of my wife and myself. Um, I, I, I'm the breadth part where it's, I, I want to. I want to sample as many different types of games. And my wife is the opposite. Um, she wants to, once she's been shown a game and she learns it, she wants to master it. She wants to get really deep into it. She wants to understand the nuance of it. She wants to be able to um, intrinsically be able to play this game without having to, you know, second guess her decisions kind of thing. So she, yeah, she hates when I, when I, uh, uh, push new games all the time because she wants to sit down and she wants to dial in the game that we were working on. So okay, well right. let's why don't why don't we sit into this, Norm? You're you're talking about your your partner there. What about yourself? Where do you where do you sort Me? of fit on this continuum? Yeah. Oh man, the, uh, as far as uh, to me, it comes to the per, um, a relationship to the personality. Uh, my personality, and in anything I've ever done, sports, hobbies. Uh, academics. Um, I've always liked to, uh, <laughs> pardon the expression, but the shotgun approach, right? I will pick a nice wide target and I will smack that target and I will try to get a good sampling um, uh, of that wide berth before I start to narrow my focus down. Um, when I started, oh yeah, I was consuming every type of game I could get my hands on. Um, except for splendor and um <laughs> and uh but now I, i'm starting to narrow that down i mean there's I, i'll still play a lot of the games that i originally played when i sampled this hobby but um you know if someone says ticket to ride or a more kind of narrow um spectrum game that i'm starting to get into i'll probably pick the more refined choice and again, depending on who I'm playing with, too. I mean, I don't want to exclude anybody. So, oh man, that's such a. I'm an I'm an I'm an open opportunist omni gamer. How's that? Yeah. Okay. So give give us what does that look like? Give us a little snapshot. Like where and with whom do you primarily play games? Like what is that? Um, open. Um, Here, gamer. it comes down. To, here's <laughs> the like... here's the criteria. That was such a nice political uh, answer, wasn't it? Um, here's the criteria. <laughs> Who's playing? How many are playing? What what do I need to play or want to play? And 
do all of those things connect together? You know, sort of like a Venn diagram. How many people are playing? What type of people these, you know, are? Are these like, you know, dice chuckers? Are these, you know, cube pushers? Are these RPGers, right? And to me, it's more, I'll be happy as long as I can find my, my niche in every one of those different domains. Hmm. Except for Splendor. Cool. <laughs> Ryan, what about yourself? Who are you? Oh where, man, where are you on this continuum? So I I would associate myself probably further down the line, very close to like almost like a pure breadth type of type of gamer. I I go I go wide when when it comes to like the different types of games that I, that I'm playing. Um, I started off as just a, as as a, I would only own maybe a handful of games and my wife and I would with our gaming groups and everything, but would, would play those games. Um, what, what seemed like to death and everything like that. And then as I started exploring the hobby a little bit more and I started ex- finding out that there's a lot more different types of games and game that meets this type of criteria. And there's a that has this type of theme. And, and so then I started going wide and I'm like, Oh, there's, there's so many cool things out there. And, and, and I, I, I don't want to miss out on any of it. And so, <laughs> so I started, I started consuming, um, lies. I started consuming lots. Like my, my, my game collection grew at, for, for a couple years there at, at what seemed like an exponential rate. It, it, I, oh, one, one weekend I'd come home with one game and then the couple weekends ago I come home with three games or, or, and, and something like that. So, and then I take a look at lots of the games on my shelves and everything most of them have only been played less than a handful of times and I've owned them for a long time. So do you think, but, um, but, but I, but I've played, but I've, I can honestly say on my shelves of like almost like 300 and so games, I, I, there's less than a handful that I haven't played. Okay. Okay. So you're not just, um, a breadth consumer, you're actually a breadth player. When it comes to- <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty much. I, I, yeah. I have, I have, I have dabbled and I've tasted all of them, but I, I have not, yeah. there's very few games out there that I've actually acquired the taste that I've actually took some time and delved into them. Very, very, very few like Scythe. Scythe is a game that I've actually dabbled into quite a bit. And I only have to thank, um, now that's I, I'm able to play it online on Steam, hmm. I, I can I can actually just pick up a game, and 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 play it there. I don't actually have to have a, sit around a table with some people to play that one, right now. So I've been able to explore that game, a, a little bit more. So I, I, we we can probably get into that a little bit later. If that does that even count? If I play games like online, or if I use an app, or I use to me that's a whole other topic because, given the choice <laughs> to play a game in front of people face-to-face or online, I would sooner sit down face-to-face because it's the social experience that I'm looking for. Well, okay, yeah. If I was given the choice, I would yeah. also be that, be that way too. But some, but sometimes like we only have like maybe like a meetup or like one, maybe once a week, once every two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll pick up a game. Like I, I'm, I'm in the middle of a game right now where it's turn-based. And so we've been playing the game for like a week now. So, yeah. Luke, so what's that's, a, that's where, that's where I kind of, that's where I kind of fit in right now. Yeah. Luke, what's your take on this whole, uh, on this, uh, putting yourself on this continuum? Well, as you guys have both been chatting here, 
I'm, I'm, I'm actually realizing that's a bit of a moving target, depending on which year you would have asked me. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, in this conversation, as in a lot of conversation when it comes to gaming tastes, I like to be, yeah, just acknowledge that we are always shifting our tastes and things. We're not just static people, you know. Um, but at this point in time, I think, I think I really am desiring and living into a little bit more of the depth and um, not as far as I'd like to be. And this is where I feel a little bit conflicted. I think ideally I see myself as a depth gamer, but if I did the count on things and sort of looked at like the number of games on my shelf that again, have only been played a handful of times, you know, it, it starts to creep over to that breadth end of things. I guess elements that make me a depth gamer or that I, <laughs> some of the reasons I consider myself in that end of the, the continuum is um, I, in the last number of years, I've been just trying to refine my collection and I'm so happy with keeping it under 50. I would almost like to just get back to like under 40 because I just want games that are playable. I enjoy games that take a lot of time to unlock, that they reveal themselves to you the longer that you play them. Um, and, and part of that might've been the way that I started in the hobby. I, you know, I started on uh, Settlers of Catan. I must've played that for like three years, right? Like just probably a hundred plus games. And I felt like the ex I, I can't recreate that experience with any other game because it's like, you know, it so deeply, but I think I always want to. And so yeah, there's a number of games that I've, I've sort of dove into in the, you know, 40 plus plays zone. Um, and I, I think I just have great memories of those games and I want that with other games. So that's mm -hmm. kind of, that's kind of where yeah. I'm at. Um, and, and yeah, I think at this point in time, again, I'm trying to refine that collection in such a way that I have games that stand the test of time that I know will hold up to that 40, 50, 100 plus plays kind of thing. Oh, nice. I think uh, us as a trio, uh, we, we cover the spectrum, uh, you know, nice, nice evenly, I, I would say, because uh, Luke, with your heavy side and, and your obvious affinity for 18xx, Ryan, I mean, as you as you say, you're like the the cult of the hotness, and then I'm I'm I like to it's like sometimes I'll swing towards. I mean, if we talk about cult of the new, I bought three more Keyforge decks, ah, <laughs> right? But then I'll I'll swing back the other way, and I, and then just when I got home today, I looked at in my collection went oh Torres, which is like uh, I think Wolfgang Kramer. 1996 kind of yeah, abstract 1999 yeah something like that so to me i i'm happy you know dancing left to right you know swing having that add pendulum swing from one end of the room to the other on a split second so but yeah absolutely luke you definitely represent out of the three of us i think you represent that depth side um you know with a with a solid heavy foundation to pardon the pun mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'll throw this question to you guys what do you like or maybe dislike about where you're at like is there do you, are you happy remaining in that end of the gaming spectrum or do you sort of well i'm I gonna mean, jump into here yeah <laughs> so what do i like this like am, am i happy as it no i'm not happy because <laughs> i have so many i have so many games that i want to play and now I mm. have to now I have now I have to start that process. I have to start that process of refining um, my my collection. Like I said, I have over three hundred games sitting in the in the very next room over there. That it, 
to, to, to people that come over to my place and they say, hey, we're going to have a game night. What kind of games do you have? I, I just open up the door. I'm like, name, name, your, <laughs> name, name your poison. Well, then you must be just like twitching because Canada Post has backed up all of your Kickstarter delivery. So they're probably flooding in and you're probably having like body spasms deciding what to, what cellophane to crack open. So, so here's, so here's where I'm getting at this point. So with the, with so many games, I've stopped, like I've, I've almost next to stopped um, purchasing games out, out, outright. Now I'm now I'm in a part where I'm just like no, uh, I have all of these games. There are good games. There are lots of great games in in the next room there. I want to start taking that approach. I'm like okay, for the next little bit, I'm only gonna play Root, and I, I want I because I I've enjoyed every single play I've had of the game. I want to get to know it, mainly because a I'm running out of storage space. <laughs> Legitimate. I don't. I. I. I can't. Um, gaming and another whole hot topic is gaming is getting expensive. Some. Some. Some of the MSRPs on some of these games that are coming out now, like it's. It's not unusual for an MSRP to be like fifty, sixty bucks. For, well, it started for, to be about the same price as a video game. Yeah, but so this is like it's 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 it's, it's space consuming. It's 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 price consuming. So, so that's an interesting. I'm I'm look. I'm listening to you, considering Luke's idea of of the depth side, and it's how how your swing to the breadth has swung so far to the breadth side that it's pushed you to the depth oh, yeah. side, as you just said. You, I want to go deep into root. If you talked to me a couple of years ago, like the past couple of years, you you would have hear you would have heard me shout out in in, in rage, like um, that the the fear of missing out, the FOMO mm. on all all these. I I got I got it to Kickstarter there for a while, and oh man, you can you mean I can only get this on Kickstarter, or I can only get these aspects of these games <laughs> if I per- like like it hit it me hard, and I was like, say, oh that's cool, oh I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. And now these things are starting to, now that my, 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 my tastes are kind of evolving or changing and these things are flooding in. I'm like, I don't have time for this anymore. <laughs> what was, what was I, what was I even thinking? And so, yeah. So yeah, like, like you said, they, they are coming in, they are starting to backlog now because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not, in, I'm not interested in that right now. I'm not interested in that anymore. Hmm. I want to. I want to go back. I want to go back and play. I want to play Terraforming Mars some more. Like that was a great, great game, and we played the crap out of it, Norm, when it first came out. Oh yeah, yeah. It, we it, played it a ton. It it stayed on the table for a few days. That's for sure. Yeah, like I want to go back. I want to go back to that because it was like it was a great game. I like and like Luke mentioned. I have memories of that game. We had so much fun, mm-hmm. and I want to go back. I want to relive those things again. I'm not, and if I was a this quote unquote breadth gamer, like I would be too, more, I would be too worried about all these new hot new kickstarters that are coming in. Like, no, I got to get that played. Well, I got to get that played now. Well, mm-hmm. I got to get that played now. Now I'm going to say, well, you know what? They can they can wait a little bit. They can wait a little bit. I want to go back. <laughs> I want I want to I want to play some other. I want to play some more things. I want to play terraforming Mars. I want to play some more scythe. I want to play more root. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Luke, what, uh, what, what do you like or dislike about your position on the continuum? <laughs> you know, um, I am increasingly, increasingly happy about <laughs> going towards the depth end of the hobby. I'll, I'll frame this in a few different ways. One is I've become ruthless with culling the games off my shelves. I'm calling games that I would rate like an 8, 8.5, whatever, that I've played already a dozen times, but I'm like, nope, not making the cut. That's not a classic. That's not something I want in my collection. And I'm getting ruthless. And you know what? This is this maybe sounds a little overstated, but it's liberating. It's liberating to get rid of stuff that is like <laughs> just kind of like a great, good game, but it's not excellent. And I think, you know, part of it is my journey into refining my own tastes and and sort of being honest with myself about that and being like, well, I can't experience the breadth of the hobby, honestly. I at first I just don't have the financial means to like explore so many of the different euros to explore the card games to explore you know 18xx etc and so there's the financial end of things the time end of things I mean you guys know you know I'm a dad mm -hmm. I've got a family the game nights are happening once a week and I I want it to be something that um yeah, that, that, that I'm going to enjoy with particular groups of friends. Here's, here's going to be a bunch of curmudgeonly statements coming out after. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm laughing because for a second I'm like, you're starting to sound like a scotch drinker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and maybe that's kind it's of like, an analogy to have. All this good rye, get it out of here. This good yeah. vodka, yeah. get it out of here. I want my 16-year-old scotch yep. and leave me alone. So, so, Ryan, you're talking about Kickstarter. And uh, it's funny because lately I've been like anti Kickstarter. There's even been a couple games that I've, I've, I've like bookmarked and said, they're coming. These are right in my wheelhouse. Nope. I don't want them until I want to read. I want to read like 20 reviews. I want to have like mm -hmm. a good sense that this is a tried and true design <clears throat> before I spend that money. Um, where I'm getting my games right now is like math trades and BGG marketplace. I'm, I'm kind of like, it's, I feel like for a year or so, I've been on the search for the Holy Grail, you know? Oh, and I, yeah. want, I want a few Holy unicorn. Grails in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, there's its own kind of excitement about that <laughs> that I'm really enjoying. Um, so fear of missing out, you mentioned. I, I have a joy of missing out at this point in time. <laughs> well, I feel good, it, it good, good for you. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's like a relief element of saying, I, I can't get to it. I won't get to it. And I'm going to, you know, Grinch, Grinch up over here and just be like, I want to play the games I want to play. I want to play them more. And yeah, I, I think oh, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying, I, I, enjoying this. And I have such, I have such respect for that because I, as I was, I was, I was listening to you saying, uh, I'm, I'm like the father of culling my collection. Uh, I, I, I'm very aggressive in the way I'm, and I, I was, I was sitting here and my eyes were like twitching and I was like <laughs> having like body stuff. I'm like, I could. I, I was like thinking about, and I'm kind of like thinking about, it, I'm like, well, I could probably, but no, but my games are so good. I don't want to get, like, I got to, I, I got to take on like a Luke mentality here almost because I have like this thing, like I haven't played, oh, what was it? Um, uh, Steffenfeld, there, there, there's a recent Kickstarter, oh, Luna, <laughs> Luna's on a okay, Kickstarter yeah. right now. And that kind of made me go back and like, I haven't played that game in probably like three years. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I should maybe I should get rid of it but I'm like no that was a great game I'm not going to get rid of it because it's a good game and I'm like 
how do I get, I don't know how, how do, how do I get over this? It's like, a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like trying, trying, trying to weed a, a drug addict off your current, current, current <laughs> kick. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. When you started saying that you're culling games that are 8.5s, I, I needed a, a, a paper bag to breathe into because I thought I was going to hyperventilate <laughs> and pass out. You know what? I, I, I want tens in my collection. I want tens and <laughs> solid nines. And the, the, you know what? I've I've often made the the an, you know comparison um, with the, our hobby, as in with the music industry in the seventies, when mm-hmm. all of a sudden rock and, and progressive rock and all these different um, types of music started to grow out of rock and roll and out of jazz and all this fusion mm-hmm. that. Um, people started to get picky and people started to get um, narrow their vision down and belong to a niche and just explore that niche. And then within that niche mm-hmm. become breadth players. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm referring to you with 18 XX. I know, I mean, for me, that is, uh, that is such a niche depth area, but from your perspective, you could probably describe, you know, 15 games within that, that you know small niche that have an amazing amount of breadth to them yeah and i think something that i I think we can all probably resonate with is there are systems or particular games that i think facilitate a little bit more of both ends of the spectrum right like Mm -hmm. you're saying 18xx i do honestly find there's so many titles so you can sort of explore the breadth of things but you can feel like you bring along with you um the general strategies and skills that you had. And you can, you can find that you, you are able to more immediately find a, a deep excitement with each game, even though you're playing different titles. I think maybe you guys can speak to this more card, card games like Magic the Gathering, etc. Like, man, there's an incredible breadth to what you can do with those games. And they just, they, they continue, right? They, they're continually evolving, but yet you can probably keep getting deeper and deeper as that breadth goes out. Um, I yeah. think of I think of systems like Coin or Root, like you're saying here, Ryan. I you know there's multiple titles in there, and hey, you know again, there's a breadth and depth combination going on. What just popped into my head when you're talking about that was uh, Carl Chudik and what he can do mm-hmm. with the card. Just a simple card. I've seen him, Motainai, Glory to Rome. Um, I mean, uh, the, the other. Um, um, what is the innovation uh, innovation? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he, it, he starts off with a card and the, the breadth that he can get out of, out of game system styles and mechanisms. Luke, I think he hit it. There is that um, one thing being a niche can also turn into width. Mm-hmm. If it's- yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think you're making me also think about just like trick taking games, right? Like we could probably all list two dozen off the top of our heads and it doesn't make going deep into any of those less valuable. It's actually really neat that there's such a variety, but you can kind of, yeah. Yeah. Explore the depth yeah. of trick taking, you know? Yeah. Like, like, I got, like I, like I get, like I get into like, I've been into collectible card games for a better part of my, my, my gaming history. Like I started as like, I started as a magic, the gathering player and it, it, it it's a statement that this game has been going on for 25, 30 years now. And there, there is such, there is such a breadth to that, 
but but some of the guys, these guys, like you can classify these guys almost like as like as chess players. Like there's like there's chess players out there that that's like the only game that they will play, and they will analyze and they will play chess to 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 master to master it. That's almost like what some of these collectible card game players do, like Magic the Gathering. Like they're they're solely invested in the in these in these games. They want to explore what what it is what they what this game has to it and they want they want to go and they want to get the to be the best that raises a a, a question of curiosity to me right away because i think I, I don't know if it's on amazon prime or on netflix but there's a documentary on the history of the game go hmm. oh, that'd be interesting yeah. I, exactly to me that's exactly what we're talking about as as in the example of this depth part where i mean I, I know just from my superficial understanding of it that they're so the depth is so um, traditional that there is a particular way that you pick up the piece and you place it on the board. Right. I think mm -hmm. it's like a three finger pickup and, and there's a certain way that, to me that those elements that contribute to that depth are so interesting to explore mm. because of the cultural connection, maybe because of the sociological connection, maybe um, who knows to me, yeah. just my brain, my research brain just kind of goes off in that direction. Yeah. I think you're touching on something interesting there, Norm. I mean, the deeper that people go into particular things, they, they take on a culture of their own, you know, like they, they get embedded with tradition. Nuance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you, if, it's you, like, you, if, if you go culture. to like a Magic the Gathering night at Amazing Stories, oh. it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is a, it is a subculture to witness and, and, and how, how these people associate with themselves. And if an outsider tries to come into this culture and you know nothing about it, well, well shame, shame on you almost. It's almost. Don't you know, riffle they, shuffle. They, <laughs> that's, that's a, that's that's like nails story. on a chalkboard at a magic convention <laughs> um i want to throw this one out there because luke you kind of brought it up into your into your description that as people we change and we evolve and jokingly before we started recording um um, I have uh, a son who's already a teenager. Oh my. And mm -hmm. Ryan is sort of behind me. And then Luke, as far as your kids, your kids are younger out of all three of us. And, and we had said, Oh yeah, you think you're, you're depth now, but you're going to get breadth because your, your collection is now going to have a lot more habit games and a lot more eight mm -hmm. plus, you know, criteria. And, um, and joking, you know, jokingly aside, that's part of, where my perspective when you ask me where do I put myself on this continuum it has to as as a dad me wanting to share my passion with my kids I have to open up or not open up I have to allow that area of my um, interest to be part of my breadth of gaming I guess which is really kind of cool because I've started playing my more games with 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 Regan my my oldest he's about three and a half now and he's really started getting into the game, except for I, I can see now we've been having these conversations. He's going to be more of a, I think, a depth, a depth gamer, because I, oh, it was a while, long while ago, I showed him Carcassonne and just like the way that you match patterns and the way you put a meeple on the board and everything. 
and if I try to introduce him something new or something similar, he says, no, I want, I want to play, I want to play the road building game. I want to hmm. play the castle building game. Cause he's like, and I said, Oh, why do you want to play that? He's like, well, I, I, I like that one. I want to be better. Mm-hmm. I was like a three and a half. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, like I wanted to say, oh, now in this game you can do this, and in this game you can do this. And he's like, I'm not interested. He's telling me I'm not interested in that. I want to mm-hmm. go keep building roads. I want to keep building castles because I'm not good at it yet, Dad. You know, I wonder, Ryan. Like that might be a reflection of a developmental stage too, right? Like he might be in a space of of trying to find mastery in things rather than exploration or i mean that's even personality too right like i was thinking mm-hmm. piaget right away where i'm like hmm what stage are, yeah like where's yeah. that piaget book i have where is he where is he on that <laughs> uh, yeah I, but i i felt that like in my own gaming uh career whatever we want to call that where it's like i, I think earlier i was just so excited for the exploration dynamic what does this new game have to offer i want to try to f- figure that out and and now i'm like i don't I think I've experienced the majority of the kinds of different combinations. Of course, there's always something new and different, but, oh, I like the sense of mastery of a game, like getting to know it. Which is interesting interesting on my part, too, because, um, like, I started off as a a video gamer primarily, and my my big thing in a video, like, I would never, I didn't, I don't have a breadth of, of video games in my collections and everything. Like, I remember when Elder Scrolls Skyrim came out. Well, that was the only thing I played. And mm. I played it to mastery. Like, I wanted to unlock 100% of that game. And it was, like, the big, massive open world at that time. And it's like, you're not supposed to know what everything going on. But I wanted mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. And so now, for me, I'm kind of looking back at that when you were in your thing, saying some of these things. Where did that, where did that curiosity, where did that... Mm that that mentality go when i when i shifted into 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 gaming and i i see in part of our notes here um media what is the meat how is the media influencing me how is the media and 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 the other content creators out there um kind of shifting and changing my 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 views about about the gaming hub because i'll i'll fire up my podcast for the week and they're all talking about something completely different every single Mm -hmm. one of them Mm mm-hmm and they're like, oh, that one sounds really good. Oh, and that one sounds really good too. Mm. And they, 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 these guys make that one sound even, even, even better than these other ones. And so, I, I'm, I'm interested in what do you guys consume a lot of, um, like, 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 like gaming, gaming content. I've, I've got my list of uh, podcasts and and uh, blogs that I read. But like anything, you you have your <clears throat> own filters in place. Um, some might be. Uh, you know, like, do I do I have too much of a breadth in my content? I don't know. <laughs> As you guys were talking about this, I was I was thinking that all of this because we keep referring using the word consuming and and we consume food. And I was thinking if this if we were talking about food, it 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 would be the same thing. It's like oh, I've tried Mexican, I tried Italian, you know, and I try I tried some sushi, but I wasn't a big fan of it. And right so. That's to me. It's like our palate, our gaming palate. Um, it, you, sometimes it goes wide. Sometimes it narrows down. And and even in an area of like it's you know using the food metaphor, like uh, if you're you know Spanish cuisine. Well, all of a sudden you're going to stumble upon this cuisine, and then 
you know, get into it. And that, that small depth is going to open up coming back to that idea of every time you fall into a niche, that niche will go wide on you and you will start Mm -hmm. to discover um, uh, its own capacity for breadth. Mm -hmm. I think I'm I'm hungry now. I'm sorry. I'm starving. (laughs) I think there is a connection to be made between the increase or the proliferation of like the number of games being produced each year and the proliferation of the media like I think both are growing exponentially. And so there are these two tracks that are just kind of parallel to one another, right? Um, I, I sort of see that as, you know, it's it's so... And help, but um, a bit of an addictive quality to your desire to play games. Luke, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give us that whole thing again. You you phased out and went choppy on us, and it oh, looked man. awesome. Your gestures were incredible. Thank I just you. have to say that. But <laughs> okay. you said you basically you started out about there's a prol- proliferation of content, and with that come the the content creators that, and you and you started on that pro- that parallel projection. Yeah, I'll, I'll start that again. I guess yeah. So. Um, with the proliferation of, of games, just the number that are coming out each year, there's also a proliferation of media. And it's it's somewhat self-reinforcing, I think, that we are, are, are trained in a little, in a sense, to treat um, our board games as pieces of entertainment. Um, I, 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 if I can extend another analogy, I've sort of felt this way about a uh, film. Um, when I when I see a new a new movie coming out, something from Hollywood, primarily Disney, whatever, <laughs> it's kind of like, and there's nothing necessarily and inherently wrong with treating a movie, treating a board game as a piece of entertainment, but, um, oh man, I I also love films that make me think, that make me wonder and question, and that I want to come back to multiple times. You know, I think about uh, classics like, uh, you know. Is phone, your phone battery must be dying because you're you're oh, starting man. to lock out on us. Okay, that's okay. My my his. <laughs> oh no! It's happening more. Well, Ryan, uh, you pick it up. I'll throw this uh, this this idea at you. Um, one of my favorite uh, authors is Malcolm Gladwell, and I and uh, I forget what novel he talked about gatekeepers that anytime that there's uh media or a social movement there's always going to be gatekeepers that will filter um the how how society perceives this and i think that piggybacks onto what luke was talking about with these content with the content creators that are coming out because of all these games that are coming out somebody needs to you know be the gatekeepers you know, which, which ones get um, to come through and which ones basically, you know, the Gandalf, none shall pass, right? The, the bad games should not get to market or should not, well, you know, see the success. Well, yeah, well, and well, I'll take a different spin on it because I remember I, I made it, I made a comment when we first, when we first um, learned and played Root for the first time. And I said, this game is amazing. I'm going to play this game only this game now for like the next foreseeable future until like Christmas time and stuff like that. And then the content creators in us both jumped in like, 
well, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? <laughs> what are we going to, if you're just going to play one game for like the next like three months, what are you going to, are you going to talk about the same game for like the next, for the next like 10 episodes? It'll be the root like channel. That. And so, so that, that, that kid, that brings me back to these content creators and like they are playing, like, I don't know where they come up with time. Is it, uh, maybe some of them, this is like their, their, their podcast is like their job almost or something like that but uh like where you come to the time and the resources to play all of these games because like i said if i only get one game played a week at my regular game night or mm-hmm. or, or something like that i mean i i am not going to be able to play all 300 get all 300 games in my room next door so mm-hmm. so it's all, all, almost almost like they that some sometimes the content creators kind of create the mentality of it's okay Go go and get like yourself like a hundred games and play them only a handful of times each, and then move on to what the next hotness is because that's what we're pumping up. My two cents. Uh, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's flip that idea on its head. If it wasn't for those gatekeepers, um, the good games that wouldn't get the recognition, what would happen to them? Well, that I think we're in a unique time right now because I think there are tons of good games coming out, but it's hard for them to stand above the rest because everything is kind of like if you if we do filter out all the good games, how do we make sure like the one some of the ones stand above the others? Like the if, great like, ones, like, yeah. Like if 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 Root came out at the time of Settlers of Catan, El Grande. Everything that would it would it stand above would it stand above the rest? Would we consider it a classic? Or is it or is it right now like right now a lot of people talk about like a game like Root because apparently it, it it's quite unique at, at the at this particular time. Everything and, and it got and it got it generated a lot of buzz great as it was a lot of a lot of great things happening for it. But so I, 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 I see this part of the, that there's so much good stuff coming out that it's hard for things to stand above the rest hmm. right right now see and and here's my my <laughs> you know i i think gaming was quite fantastic in the 90s like you're saying you know there was mm. el grande there was so was such a already a good variety that you could play for you to, and and be quite satisfied in terms of uh, yeah your gaming experiences. Well, well, yeah, exactly. Did we lose Norm? No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you oh you are here. Ah, oh no, you guys, I'm I'm just soaking it up because it it um if this is the biggest complaint that our hobby has right now. I think these are pretty good complaints. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a good point, Norm. It's something I, I'm just thinking here as we maybe head to a conclusion, but um, is is the fact that um, you know ultimately we as consumers, as people who can make our own choices, can create our own filters, like you said, Norm. Um, I think we honestly live in a really amazing time for gaming. You can you can have this sort of meta perspective. Oh my goodness, a whole gaming industry is going in this direction, or it's all cheap, or the quality is diminished. But you know what? In the end, I think you're right. And Ryan, you're right. There's games in there that are absolute gold, and that people are still investing in as designers and publishers. 
Um, and, you know, I think we need to be able to source those things out and maybe not get caught in the trap of not giving those games justice. Um, right. Like not, th- not throwing them on the heap of the, uh, the pile of the new as well, right? <laughs> like once you identify something that works, maybe, you know, commit to it, stick to it. I, I think it's more of a personal issue, at least for, from my perspective, for me, um, it's very tempting to even with really good games that could be classics to not let them get to the point where they stick as a classic because I haven't given it the 10 or 20 plays that it like, I haven't let it reveal itself to me, you know? And I think that's something that, uh, yeah, I just need to keep working on. And, and so yeah, breadth, that's fine. Let there be more games, (laughs) but I think I need, I need to not get caught in the vortex of thinking that I just need to keep, keep looking for the next amazing one without, realizing i have probably those amazing ones on my shelf well exactly and, and, and one one thing that has re- resonated with me quite a bit lately because i did have that big fear of missing out like oh i got to get this game because i'm not going to be able to find it um uh, maybe like five or ten years down the road and everything so i i want it now so that i make sure that i have it but something that really resonated with me is like i don't need it now because if it was truly a good game if it was truly a great game it will stick around and I will be able to find it um, in, in five years, in 10 years, um, later, down the, in, later down the line, um, whatever they call it, Basil's Law or whatever they call it, the, 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 hot, the hot topic phrase, phrase is for it. I think um, that's called Soulmates, man. <laughs> You're going to so, find your board gaming soulmate? Right, so like, even if I don't pick, if, even if I didn't pick up a copy of Root, um, however long ago, if it's truly a good game, if it's truly a great game, it's still going to exist um, five, five or ten years down the road, and I should still be able to. So that that's for me kind of been my new mentality is now that I want to explore these games. Yeah, sure, games are coming out, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, hey, that's the new hotness. That game looks really good. That look, looks really great. I'm gonna wait. Which is which is hmm. if, if if this 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 me was talking to past me like two or three years ago, <laughs> past me would have slapped me in the face. You crazy <laughs> man! No, you no, you pick that up now. You go buy that now because you're not going to find it later. It has minis. Come on! <laughs> the amount of miniatures based games I own is through the roof. <laughs> uh, well, this uh, I think uh, you Luke prompted this with the with the concept of conclusion um yeah I, I after all of this discussion i still don't know where i am on that depth and breadth spectrum um i want to be and it's, okay, and it's okay to be both yeah i want to f- have the like you said ryan i want to have the time to focus on one game but then i can't play a certain other game with let's say my daughter or my friends so yeah i think it's 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 in flux all the time yeah. any, any closing comments gentlemen yeah, I, I think I have a personal gaming resolution here um, because I think I want to continue the, the slide towards the depth. I, I've, I've sort of realized I'm, I'm going to try to do a game of the month thing so that even if I'm having a weekly group that, hey, this month is Brass, this month is Dominant Species, this month is you name it, right? And so that at least we're, you know, practicing that commitment to a game rather Yeah, I've heard people follow that concept of. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on that 
hop on that too because even like you can set the I, I think my my wife and I we're gonna we're gonna set up uh, the the B the BGG um um play ten games ten times challenge yeah for 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 next for next mm. next year and everything so you can explore game ten if you get a game to the table ten times that's, that's not an accomplishment. a legacy that, that that's not a legacy game. yeah. Um, that, that 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 could say something about 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 the game, or that that would bring me into that depth um, um, conversation. Because and another thing that we didn't even get to, um, which would be a whole another topic that I could talk about a lot of time, was how 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 do expansions to games <laughs> add to a, add, add add to like a, a, like maybe the depth conversation to further explore a game or bring somebody back to a to a game if they release an expansion for it. That's mm-hmm. interesting to explore that, yeah. Well, yeah. I think uh, think this is a perfect time to wind things down. This was uh, this was a fun conversation. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to explore uh, my own bad idiosyncrasies as well. Um, uh, thank you very much for listening. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. And I'm Luke. And take care. We are Bridge City Board Gamers, and you can find us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at BC Board Gamers. Our Facebook page is Saskatoon Tabletop Games Community. And on Board Game Geek, guild number 3039.